This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLING. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. Mike Fratello, Jeff Phelps. There are some hot topics in the NBA right now, Mike. I want to hit on some of these. First and foremost, a guy, and I I remember doing the games. It was pay-per-view at James A. Rhodes Arena at the University of Akron. I remember talking to you at one of those games as LeBron was a high school senior playing his games there, and they were on pay-per-view television. And you came to watch him. I'm doing those things. And here he sits, as we speak right now, 89 points away from becoming the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. I don't think either one of us ever thought that back, you know, when we saw him when he was a high school senior. But I wonder if anybody thought, Mike, that he would become the all-time leading scorer in the NBA because of this, maybe first and foremost. He's fourth all-time in assists. Guys don't always i mean you can score you know and, and pass the ball like crazy but if you're fourth all-time in assist and number one all-time in scoring man that's that might be more remarkable than anything he's ever done mike and that's why i think him becoming the all-time leading scorer is something that i i don't think was on the radar at least when he came into the league i would have to agree with you uh, i think in fairness to kareem we should mention that he did go to ucla uh, and he played his years at UCLA before yep. com- coming out. When he was at UCLA, if you remember, um, he was not allowed to dunk the basketball uh, because the NCAA had prohibited dunking at a certain point. He could only play freshman basketball in his freshman year at UCLA, and that's why the freshman team would beat the varsity on a regular basis <laughs> when Coach Wooden would scrimmage against the freshman team. Yeah, I bet. Uh, so, you know, so those are years that Kareem, if he would have come out right away, uh, would have been adding more points to the total that he had, and LeBron might be chasing him for a little bit longer. But uh, Kareem's record was so incredible. He scored so many points that it's taken someone uh, this long, this many years to catch catch up to him, go past him. Uh, if you heard a quote by LeBron after the game of his last game or two games ago, where he was asked, how much longer do you anticipate playing? And he said, well, I expect to be around for a couple more years at least. He has two more years, I believe, on his contract after this season. So if that's the case, he's going to have an opportunity to build and pad uh, that lead. And Will anyone ever come along that can break the record as far as points go? But when you add the other statistic that you mentioned, how many assists he's had, I think the one thing it tells you is LeBron James has had the ball in his hands an awful lot during his (laughs) career. Remember, Kareem usually took the ball out of bounds after the other team scored and then ran down the court. LeBron gets the ball thrown into him the majority of the times, and he brings it down the court, and he makes decisions then whether he's going to pass or take shots or create shots for himself or other people. And in no way could you ever say that LeBron has been a selfish player to just try and beat Kareem's record. Absolutely not. This is a guy who's 
played the game the right way, who shares the basketball, gives it up when he has somebody who's more open than him yet, possesses the incredible ability to put major numbers on the scoreboard every night if he wanted to. Mike, right now he's averaging 30 points a game. And the interesting thing about that to me is, is this is a guy who, if he wanted to, he could have he could have averaged 35 points a game. This is this is only the fourth time in his career that he's averaged 30 points a game in a season. I, I don't think there's any question if he weren't such a good passer of the basketball and if that weren't such a part of his game, 35 points a game, and he'd have maybe done this a long time ago, but it's that all-around game that surprises me about him being the all-time leading scorer. Jeff, let me while I'm talking here for a second, see if you can look up what is LeBron averaging for his career in minutes per game? And what did Kareem average per minutes uh, per game in, in his career, starting out right. in Milwaukee and then moving on from Milwaukee to the Lakers? And LeBron been with three teams now, uh, Cleveland, and then going to Miami from there and from Miami going to uh, the Lakers. Are they around that 38, 39-minute mark? I'm, I'm uh, glad you asked. You ready? Yeah. 38 a game for LeBron, 36.8 a game for Kareem. So similar. LeBron's played a few more minutes per game. And that could be because some of those Laker teams were so great, they were up 30, 35 points. Yeah, that's and true. They just didn't put Kareem back in the game again. Yeah, that's really they, true. They didn't see a need for him to go back in the game when Magic and you know, Worthy and that whole group of guys, Byron Scott, et cetera, were playing. So, um, yeah, the, these aren't guys that were like 42 minutes a night, 43, 44 minutes a night guys. Uh, so they've accomplished an awful lot in the minutes that they've played. But when you put the fourth and assist with potentially becoming the number one scoring person in the NBA, well, you've had to handle the basketball an awful lot and yeah. make decisions, an awful lot of decisions throughout his career. It's pretty incredible. Hot topic number two, trade deadline. You mentioned it, trade deadline coming up on February 9th. And tying it in with something we mentioned earlier, Mike, there are so many teams that are bunched up right now. I'm not sure what impact that'll have at the trade deadline. If if you're a team that's, that's toward the top, are you thinking, okay, we're good because there are so many teams. Does does one move put us over the top, or are we okay to go right now? I'm wondering if we're going to see big moves, or if we're going to see tinkering from teams. And if you're if you're a lower team, you know, say say you're fifth, sixth, seventh right now, do you think you can make the kind of move that would make that huge of an impact that you should go ahead and mortgage some of the future? So, I, I'm not sure how this is going to go. Big moves or tinkering? What do you think? As a front office guy, I have to determine. Uh, with ownership, obviously, involved in this. Uh, are we at the point right now where we need to make the playoffs? Do our fans need a playoff team right now? Or will our fans be accepting enough for the fact that, well, you know, we're pretty good, but we need another year under our belts, and then we can expect this team to be in the playoffs. So having said that, if your fan base has waited for three years, for four years, for five years, and now all of a sudden – you're saying, hey, the pressure's on. You've got to produce. You've got to win. You got. Then you may have to go out and look for that piece. It may be picks. If you have a number of picks left to put with a piece, uh, 
that all depends on what you have to give up because you can't give up something that is so important to your team that if you give that piece up, now you've created another hole just to fill this first hole that you're thinking about. And then who do you go after? Are you worried about salary? Will your owner pay the money uh, if you're way over the luxury tax? Uh, a guy, you know, names that are going around, positions that are going around, it seems like, uh, and I'll talk about teams that I know, um, the Clippers have an abundance of wings, we'll call them. Six foot six to six foot eight size players. They have a bunch of them, six, seven of those guys. So they could afford to give one up or even two of them up if a team wanted them to get back something that they need. The consensus there seems to be that the Clippers will go after a point guard. They don't really have a true point guard in the sense of the word, the guy that run the show, get get guys in the right place, take over at the end of the game, control the ball, get it down, get it to the right person. If you think about it right now, Clippers have Paul George at times dribbling the ball down the court, Kawhi Leonard at times dribbling it. Those are guys you want to give the ball to after somebody else dribbles it over the half court line, a good decision maker, a guy that can get them in their offense. So the word out is that the, Clippers would try to pick up a point guard if possible. You don't want a rookie and experienced point guard. Their team is a team that's trying to win now. Right. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, you know, they're, they're into their careers away. So you want to go find the point guard that can help your team now. Who's out there that's a veteran that a, that a team might consider giving them up? Well, Miami has been playing uh, the youngster way more than they've been playing Lowry. No, forget Vincent. Vincent, right, yes. They've been playing Vincent more at the end of the games than they have Kyle Lowry. So at 36 years old, would they think about trading a Kyle Lowry right now at this point in his career? Um, in Utah, Utah is kind of a mix of the youth movement, the marketing deal, and yet there's Conley. Mike Conley has been around forever. Yeah in that veteran leadership position as a point guard, would they be willing to give up a Mike Connolly? How much would the Clippers be willing to trade or give away to get a Mike Connolly, to get a Kyle Lowry? So those are the decisions. Same thing with the Cavaliers. People probably saying, what do they need? It seems to be a solid, legit starting small forward to stop the question of who's playing tonight. You know, is it Stevens tonight? Is it Okoro tonight? Is it Jetty Osmond tonight? Is Karis LeVert the small forward tonight? So if that came along, what would they have to give up as an organization to get a starting small forward quality type guy? Where are you going to get him? It almost feels, you know, somebody's going to make that big trade. You know, some, somebody's going to try and make a splash. I just kind of, it's going to be great to see which team does that, who goes for it, and then ultimately, is it effective or not? Final thought, Mike. Teams on the top right now, and I don't mean any disrespect here. I, I This is the way this has played out so far in the NBA. Boston's in first place. Denver's in first place. And I wouldn't say it's real comfortable right now, but they've clearly been the top teams in their conferences. Are they the real teams to beat in those conferences? Or with parody the way it's been so far i think in the nba season mike are they just the team in first place right now who of course once the playoffs start would have a, a real good chance to go deep 
But I, I don't know if, if like, as we've seen in the years past, well, that's the team. You know, that's definitely the team. And, and I don't mean that disrespectfully to Boston or to Denver because I think they've both been terrific. But, boy, there have been a lot of really good teams in the NBA this year, which makes me think that this postseason could be a crapshoot and that Boston and Denver aren't necessarily the absolute teams to beat. Well, let's deal with the Eastern Conference first. I'm going to leave Cleveland out because we saw early in the year that within a week, Cleveland beat Boston two times. Yeah. You go back and remember Early on, they did. So let's leave that team out, Cleveland, and deal with how would you like to face the Brooklyn Nets with a healthy Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and, you know, Ben Simmons playing and the guys that they've used now in the meantime, Joe Harris back healthy once again. They're kind of interesting, Brooklyn, because after dropping, I think it was the first two, they went four and two after that when Durant first went out. And then it's been like win one, lose one. But they're an interesting team where when you put Kevin Durant back in, because Kevin Durant may have been in MVP talk if he did not get hurt this year. He was Mm -hmm. off to a terrific start, was playing great basketball. All he was thinking about was finally, was just let me play basketball. He was doing that. He was playing great. The team was really good at that time. And then, unfortunately, the injury took place. So there's a team that you might look at in the Eastern Conference if you put the Brooklyn Nets healthy and whole against the Boston Celtics healthy and whole. Yeah. That'd be a pick them right now, I would think. I would think so, too. And, and now you've, you've got to like Milwaukee. you got to like Philadelphia. They're both very good. Both of them right there. And then who's the fifth team? Is it Cleveland, the next team behind them? Are they the next best? And those teams like Milwaukee, like Philadelphia, one serious injury. We saw what it did to Milwaukee when Middleton went out. As close as they came, they just couldn't go all the way without Middleton. They just didn't have enough firepower. So you lose a key guy. Maxi coming back has made Philadelphia Really interesting. Big yeah. man playing like an MVP candidate uh, should play. So you've got five teams, if you count the Cavaliers, that, that, that any one of them could be in the top four and have home court in the first round. When you go over to the Western Conference, you said Denver, I believe, right now has the best record in the Western Conference. Yep. As we then, speak, they're three up on Memphis. All right. Then give me the next three teams uh, in the Western Conference. If Denver's one. Denver, Memphis, Sacramento's five and a half games out of first place. Then the Clippers at seven and a half games out. And then Dallas and Minnesota. And and I, the team I keep looking at, Mike, is the Clippers. You know, they're sitting in fourth right now. And we've talked about on this, you know, all right, Kawhi's resting tonight. Paul George is out. They're really watching the minutes that those guys are playing so that they're ready to go. I, I think that team, maybe more than anybody in the West, is a different team when you hit playoff time. And that that's the thing I keep thinking about with Denver. As, as good as Denver is, as much as, as I know we both respect Michael Malone, and they're going to be really good. They're going to be tough to beat. But that's why I wonder, are, are they the team to beat, or are they just sitting in first place right now? Well, the talk today about Denver is um, that they might be willing to give up Highland. Mm. And if you know who he is, if you haven't followed him as a fan, He's a guy that comes on the, off the bench for them, and offensively he can do some amazing things. He comes off shooting, he leaves the floor shooting, and <laughs> he can make threes and he can make them in bunches. 
He may not be the strongest defender. He's got a lot to say when he's out on the floor, which gets under some people's skin, but he backs it up most nights with his ability to make shots. Now, the, the talk, and I'm talking about like NBA radio, that type of thing, uh, is people saying, well, they've got a couple of young guys on that roster that they really love right now that could take Highland's place as far as producing the number of points. But what they need is a tougher lockdown defender kind of guy. Mm. And would they be willing to give a Highland up to get that kind of a guy if one became available? Um, give me the other the other top four uh, team that you mentioned besides Denver Memphis, and Memphis. Sacramento. Oh, Sacramento. Clippers. Yeah, Clippers. So, you know, the Clippers are in the, in the midst right now of a very, very difficult road trip. Uh, they had a, a big win against Chicago, uh, a huge win. And Chicago jumped out early. Chicago made all kinds of threes, which Chicago doesn't do every night. But they did in the first half against the Clippers. Clippers had a comeback, wound up winning that game, which was a huge win, put them two and one on this road trip. So now they go at New York, Madison Square Garden, at Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. then fly home with one day to fly, and Dallas is waiting for them. And then after Dallas, they've got San Antonio coming in and somebody else that I'm not counting San Antonio as one of the upper echelon teams, but there's another very good team that's going to come in then. So even though the road trip is over, their stretch of playing against top-notch teams still goes on. So we'll see. Can they win another one, one of the two in New York? Can they take one of the two in New York is a big question for them because they've been – the one thing that they have been this year is inconsistent. So if that (laughs) remains the same – then they got, you know, they could, like you mentioned, they could be in fourth place tonight. They could be in eighth or ninth place two nights from now, three nights from now. It's that close in the Western Conference. And you don't want to play them in the postseason regardless of where they are. That's for sure. Especially not with the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you know, two right. guys who have gone for 40 or more, you know, and one of them has won MVP twice, winning championships for two different franchises. Get ready. This, this is going to be fun. You know, coming out of the All-Star break, I think it's going to be a race to the playoffs, and then the playoffs could be really fascinating this year. Next time we talk, we'll have some trade deadline thoughts because the trade deadline will be just a couple of days away. I look forward to it, sir. Safe travels to you. Next time we talk, do you think maybe we can talk about the All-Star team and who is selected and maybe what they're doing this year that's different from – past years as far as selecting the team because it'll all be very interesting i feel i'll put it on the rundown let's do it appreciate it thank you all right michael mike fratello jeff phelps this is basketball gold thanks for listening this has been basketball gold brought to you by betway.com betway for the sport of it gambling problem 1-800-GAMBLER 